Hello. Hi. And welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It is a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week... Two friends... Who also happen to be hairstylists... Break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden. And I am your hostess, Erica the Red. And today, we have another rapid fire episode for you guys. Um, first time in the studio by ourselves in right. a couple weeks. We got a bunch of new equipment. Hunter we did was get over the break. a bunch of new <laughs> equipment. We sure did. But we're going to start off with our peaks and our pits. Okay. So, do you want to start? Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Um, so, peak is me and Deacon took a little road trip this week. We went down to Arkansas, and I dug some crystals out of the ground, which was super cool. And I brought one to show you guys because this thing is huge. Check it out. Look at this bad boy. That is insane. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cool, man. But, yeah, I got a bunch of them. I probably have, like, I don't know. I mean, you were winded when you carried them up the stairs. I know. It's kind of crazy. But, yeah, so that was really fun. So, but in true Eric fashion... Oh, God. You know, something happened. Uh-huh. Um, so, the morning we went to go mining, we had driven from Tennessee to Arkansas. It was, like, slightly over one tank of gas, basically. So, I had stopped, like, an hour or two out and kind of, like, or, anyways, I was, like, down to no gas. Okay. Right? So, I needed to get gas in the morning. So I go to get gas. Also, we had (laughs) been driving at a certain point at night, and there was, like, bugs everywhere. So my car is crusted in bugs, and, (laughs) like, the windshield was all crusty. So I go to get gas. I run inside to pay. I come back out. I go to get the, like, you know, the things to scrub your windshield, Uh and they were both bone dry. And then Deacon's, like, asking me some questions. I don't really remember, but I was super distracted. And anyways, and I'm, like, stressing about getting there. And I (laughs) get in the car, and I drive off. Well, I ripped the handle (gasps) off. (laughs) The gas pump was still in my gas tank. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, like a movie, you literally drove off with Uh, it in there? So, I... Pulled just far enough to pull it off because I realized what was happening, but I didn't step <laughs> on my brakes in time. But I wasn't going very fast, so it didn't, like, fly out. It, like, oh, pop, there you go. It's out, right? So I'm like, oh, my God, some guy sees it happen. Is he- gas going everywhere? So there's, like, no. Yes and no. It's going everywhere, but only a little trickle is blowing everywhere in the wind, covering me in a mist of gasoline. Not like gas spraying everywhere. Okay. Okay? So this guy is walking out. It's a good thing you don't smoke anymore. (laughs) No shit. This guy's walking out, and he sees it happen, and he's like kind of giggles, and he's like, oh, no, right? And so, But the hose is like laying right there. And I'm, like, mortified, and he's got a bag, and he goes, will you hold this for me real quick? And he goes to, like, put it on, right? So he slips it back on, and it goes, but it doesn't stay. And so I'm, like, oh, my God, blah. And I'm, like, oh, what do I do? I got to go tell the manager. Like, I can't just, like, drive off. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> so I go in there, but not before I'm so frazzled. I take this guy's bag and put it in the back seat of my car and shut the door. And he's like, hey, can I have my bag back? Oh, like, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Right. And then Deacon's in the back seat, and he very much feeds off of my emotional state, which <laughs> I'm trying to be aware of, you know, as a mom in this situation. And, um, I just was like, oh, so I go in there and I, um, she saw what happened. She turned the pump off. Like I gave her my name and number. She didn't ask me for my insurance information. So like, and I was like, so kind of frazzled. still. I didn't like think to offer it to her, you know, but I gave her my name and number and she was like, do you live here in Knott Springs? And I was like, no, I live in Tennessee. Right. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm just thinking like, oh my God, this is going to cost me so much money. Like what is going to happen? You know, I feel I mean? like it shouldn't cost you anything. I feel so like So I well, that's the thing. So I'm still confused as to why she has your name and number. I well, would have been like, I accidentally did this, but I'm in a hurry. I got to go. I'm embarrassed. Got to go. Love you. Bye. I just didn't want to get in trouble. Like, I don't know. I was trying to do the right thing. So, and my son is there. He's watching how I'm acting you know I don't want him to he was in the car though right yeah but I don't want him to I don't want to set an example of like oh god we got to get out of here come on let's go you know like I want him I want to set the example of doing the right thing right so I give her my name and number whatever and at this point I'm like okay I've done what I have to do but we get in the car I set the GPS we're on our way out because it's like 40 minutes outside of Mm -hmm. hot springs so we're going and meanwhile I'm like my mind's racing so I call my dad and I'm like, Papa, I just did something really stupid. <laughs> and I told him what happened. And um, I was like, is that my responsibility? And he was like, well, who put it in there? And I was like, me. And he goes, oh, well, then, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? So he anyways Googled it. And he was like, honey, I, I, I wouldn't worry about it. Like, it, it apparently it happens all the time. It happens a lot. Deacon's like that's I've, what I'm thinking. That's what Deacon was like. I've seen it happen before, Mom. Like it's okay, you know. But I was just thinking like I don't want to get in trouble for like not reporting it or I don't know. I just, anyways, I haven't heard from anybody. So and you won't because and, yeah. it's not a big deal. <laughs> the guy I called my insurance company and the guy was like, "Honey, I wouldn't worry about it. Like if anything happens, they're gonna contact us. Like yeah." It's fine. You know, oh, that was my dad was like, if you're, if you end up having to pay something, what's going to happen is they're going to fix it and then they'll contact your insurance company. Yeah. You know, for reimbursement. I just was like, I haven't been at fault for something in a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, literally all you did was just drive off with the pump I know, but I damaged a gas pump. Like, I don't know how much those things cost. It's not like it you ran warped. it over. It was warped. Like the piece, the metal piece was warped. Anyways, it was fine. We had a great day. Like it obviously wasn't that big of a deal. I just kind of panicked over nothing. But that was my pit. Um, and the peak was the rest of the trip. So. Yeah. <laughs> you stopped in on Lauren. I did. Oh, and that was so cool. So. There was, like, flooding in Arkansas, so we ended up coming back, like, a different way. And then I was so close to Jonesboro where Lauren, um, previous guest that we had, Lauren Eggers, um, Mm -hmm. she owns Alamode in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And she announced that she was opening it right after we had her on the podcast. Like, remember, she was like, I've got things in the works, so I can't say anything. Yes. So I just wanted to go see it. Plus, Lauren and I have never actually met in person, although I've think she is one of the sweetest kindest most amazing people ever um so yeah I popped in on her and that was really cute because like 
she saw it was me and she was just like, oh my God, Erica. And she gave me the biggest hug and like, Aww. it just was really sweet. So that was cool too. But yeah, awesome. and then we made it home. And then yesterday there was a giant tornado right where we were and I'm really glad <laughs> that we made it home. In Arkansas there was? In Arkansas. It was like in the Little Rock area, which we were like in that area yesterday. Oh, crap. Or the day before. And well, and then there was a tornado yesterday and here. And then there was one here. Yeah. And so, I mean, technically it was today. It was this morning. The one here. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. it was this morning. Well, and then there were just tornado yeah. sirens We almost outside. had to record this from Hunter's Closet. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. That would have been funny. <laughs> and we just hey guys, hunkered down. We're coming down. Uh, there's a tornado right now. Imagine the audio is the best it's ever been. Well, you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Closet. I'm not going to lie. I had this thought of like when those sirens went off and you went downstairs. I was like, what if we're recording the podcast and then like suddenly a tornado rips through like <laughs> the room? And I was just like, I like had like a. We're a not vision. speaking that into <laughs> existence. But I do have noise canceling headphones on, and you don't, so you're gonna be I'm able gonna to be hear a to hear siren. Okay. And so Boop. We're, we're gonna go one ear today, <laughs> just out of safety precautions. Um. Okay. So now it's my turn. Your I guess. turn. Um. So my peak is that, as you mentioned earlier, we got all this new equipment, and I got um some stuff to like upgrade the studio. Uh, we have been off for a whole week, so mm-hmm. that's been really fun. Um, and in that week, I've just kind of like spent it in here, kind of like love it. fiddling around, trying to figure everything out and make things like a lot more easier mm-hmm. um, because I'm learning as I go. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's my peak is all this new stuff because it's exciting for Yay. me. Um, and then my pit is that there might be a tornado, I guess, question mark. I don't really know. know. We were just sitting here prepping this episode. There's no tor- tornado warning issued, so I wonder if they didn't just test that real quick just to make sure it's functional. Because it wasn't going off for very it long. It was like, I well, I was like, is that the wind howling or is that yeah. a siren? So. Oh, I forgot. I wanted to tie into my peak that if you notice that we keep looking above you, Mm. It's because we're not used to being able to see, see ourselves. ourselves. And so now we're like, wait, we should check and see if we're recording. Right. <laughs> when we know that we're recording now. Well, I'm hoping it will encourage me to actually look at the camera that I'll learn that. Because right now I just am like, hi, Hunter. Mm-hmm. And well, I and I keep, I as like I'm looking here, I keep looking at myself here and I'm like, eye contact with the lens. But we're learning, everyone. We're learning. Anyway, um, peak pit done. Done. Period. Let's dive into which one do you want to do first? Rapid fire. Let's do the. Actually, do you know what? Do you want to take a break for the ads? Sure. Cool. Ergo styling tools exist to create hair styling tools that are easier to use, ergonomically friendly to the body, and deliver longer-lasting shiny hair. Originally started as Ergo Research Inc a research company to help hairstylists who were in pain after a day in the salon. What we've learned now allows everyone to look and feel their best every single day. For nearly 30 years, leading hairstylists and salons have chosen Ergo Styling Tools for professional use and offer them to their clients to keep their hair healthy and beautiful at home. 
you can choose ergo styling tools and choose longevity in your career and healthier and shinier hair and get 10% off by using code HUNTER in all caps at checkout. So go to www.ergostylingtools.com and use code HUNTER. Make sure it's in all caps for 10% off your order. Who wants better sex this year? I mean, I think everybody does, Hunter. Well, I know someone who can help. AdamandEve.com is a sex-positive site where you can find almost anything you desire. Listeners of this podcast will receive 50% off plus free shipping. Not only that, you will get some extra sexy bonus items as well. We cannot forget to mention that everything will be packed and shipped 100% discreetly. Just use code BRBPOD at checkout for 50% off and free shipping. And your extra sexy bonus items. Oh, go to adamandeve.com. Use code BRBPOD. And make 2023 sex the best sex of your life. Oh, yeah. All right, and now we're back from our break. We're back. <laughs> um, and we're ready to dive into our rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Which one? So the first one we're going to do is stealing content. Okay. Um, this one's really interesting to me. I found this page like years ago. I have, I feel like I've mm-hmm. known of this person and they are very, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Their niche. Yeah. I guess they, something that they talk about a lot is people stealing their content. Okay. And. From my perspective, as someone that follows along, they just don't want people to talk about them or use their content in any form or, or fashion. Okay. Um, which I get. Mm-hmm. I get that because it's your art you want to put out there. But at the same time, I'm almost, I'm like, this person has a lot of followers they are verified on Instagram. They make a lot of really good points. Yeah. And, like, I guess people want to share that because they're making great points and they agree with it. Yeah. Um. So I feel like – go ahead. Speak on well, it. Well, okay. So I'm trying to think back because I remember you showed me the video, or mm-hmm. at least the beginning of it. And wasn't it that somebody – they were upset because somebody tried to stitch their video – but their stitches but and comments, or their stitches and shares were off. Are off, yeah. Um, and so because that was off, this person screen recorded and used that to stitch it. And they were upset about that. Yes. Um, and they were saying, I have this stuff turned off for a reason, so you can't use my things, blah, 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 blah. Will you please take it down? Will you please take it down? And then what? They didn't take them. They didn't respond and they blocked them or something. They didn't respond right right away. And then the person noticed that they were responding to comments. Yeah, that's right. And then she commented again Mm -hmm. or sent them a DM or something like that. And um, asked them to take it down again. And after they asked again, they blocked them. Mm Mm-hmm. So that would piss me off. Yeah. Yes. That would upset me. But I don't understand the like turning everything off so that no one can use your content to like share it Mm -hmm. and expand on it. I don't understand that because to me, that's what social media is for. Yeah. Is like to share your knowledge and then other people that agree with you share that knowledge Mm -hmm. too. And I'm almost wondering if, like, something bad's happened in the past. Like, 
Maybe someone has like a lot of people maybe even use their content Mm -hmm. in a bad way and like said negative things. But I feel like if you get to that level of like notoriety on social media, there's going to be both. Well, we've had conversations with people who have big followings Mm -hmm. and it is not hard to get thrown into the fire once you reach that level because you have a lot of exposure so that might be that might be part of it you know um but I do feel like unfortunately like you said this person is you know they're verified which now is a different thing than it was Mm, yeah you know but um they do have a big following and the bigger your following gets, the more you are, you know, if you are continuing and feeding feeding that beast by continuing to post and staying active on social media, you are stepping into a world where that is part of it and you kind of have to accept it, mm-hmm. I think. You know, and I do feel like that stealing content was a big thing when social media came out when it was like Instagram photos. That's why everybody would um, watermark, their, watermark photos. their stuff. And now I have all these gorgeous hair photos that I've mirrored and watermarked and it looks so <laughs> trashy. And I'm like, why did I do that? But that's why. Because, yeah, because and people were found a way around, their own. you know, removing watermarks or whatever. And then now it just isn't a thing. But like, if it's your content, your face is in it. How are you? I don't, I personally don't really consider it stealing content. Right. Because it's on a public forum. Like, I do understand the part about not having the stitches and everything turned on. Like, I do understand that. And I do understand how she was upset about being ignored, basically. Right. That is totally valid. Um, And everyone is entitled to their own opinions with their work and and everything like that. And, again, I'm not saying that this person is wrong for for their stance. I am saying that it gets a little sticky in my brain. Because it is social media. Because it is social media. Yeah. And so it's like, that might just kind of be part of it, honey, that, like, it doesn't mean you have to love it. But. Yeah. I agree. Because there was a whole thing about, like, salon-centric stealing their content. Their content? Oh, okay. Or, like, using it to market something without giving them credit or something like that. Okay. Um, Well, and that makes complete sense because that's different. Yeah. Than a stitch on a social media post. Right. And maybe that was the bad experience that they had uh-huh. that like makes them not want to do it anymore yeah who knows totally that's our two cents on that on that one <clears throat> and speaking of verified accounts mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about meta verified hunter's meta verified you want to know what's really funny what you know how i was like i'm not gonna do that blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 which you told me you have to have your name in publications i don't really have that so i don't know if i'll qualify for it no but. okay so i was wrong yeah but to be actually verified like the old way you do have to have publications and things like that Uh but the new meta verified anyone can do it yeah that's what well and that's what i thought yeah so here's the thing 
I think I'm going to have to do it, and I hate it because I have had more spam accounts watching my story and stuff, and I get, like, my account is public and, like, whatever, but I do know part of this meta-verified thing is, like, enhanced security, Mm -hmm. and I lost my personal account already. Right. Like, it's been hacked, and I can't get into it, and I'll never get access to that again. Right. Like, they won't let me in. And so I don't want to lose... I don't want to lose my account, you know? Yeah. And, like, I have all these, you know, the little girls with fake names and weird emojis and numbers in their mm-hmm. um, accounts and booby pictures and stuff. It's, like, all, like, so stupid. 50 of them watched my story. And I'm just, like, I'm not comfortable with this, you know? Yeah. So, and that has happened since. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have a real that'll go, like pop off and there'll be a bunch of spam accounts that like a post or whatever but it's for me it's different when it's on my story oh no i put more personal (laughs) stuff like that it's just weird yeah it's like this is what i did today yeah in the moment right now it just trips me out a little bit more i don't know why i know anyone could view my story because it Mm -hmm. is public obviously but like the whole thing makes me feel like if you're not verified it's gonna be like people are gonna hack your account you're gonna get more likely to get hacked you're not going to get the support because they're going to be supporting the people who are paying for support you know right so i feel like it would be like nice to have the opinion of someone that is meta verified Mm -hmm. but i feel like even though i partook in it immediately Mm -hmm. i was like i think i had the opportunity Because, you know, Instagram gives everyone, like, different features Mm -hmm. that they can sign up for and do things, which is, I think, is weird. Like, why do certain people get to do certain things? Anyway, um, I got on the beta version of it. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to sign up for it. Which I wish I hadn't. Yeah. Um, So even though I did it, Uh and I am happy that I did it. Yeah. Um. I feel like if someone had earned it the way that the yeah, people had to earn it real. before, it would be really frustrating. Yeah, I and would then be it, and mm-hmm. it almost because it's it's like for celebrities and stuff, right? So in my mind, it's like so now if Erica wanted to go make a I don't know a Jennifer Coolidge page mm-hmm. and pay for it to be verified. Mm-hmm. You could interact as Jennifer Coolidge on a verified account. Which is, that's another thing that's weird to me is how does it really make you more secure? Because now you're not going to know who's got the blue check. Instagram, you have to, they have like my ID now. See, okay, that's another thing I saw is that somebody was saying that people who have gone verified, then their pictures of their driver's license has gotten posted to their feed. That didn't happen to me. I know. Well, I know it doesn't happen to everybody, but it it was like four or five people's stories. That I feel like those people were stupid, and whenever it said to submit a picture of your ID, they posted they a po- picture <laughs> of their ID. Because that That's doesn't funny. sound possible. No, it's it like posted it as goes a profile to a third. Picture. It got posted as their profile. Picture. I think those people were fu- stupid because it goes to a third party. Like it's a secured site. Hmm. I don't know. Because, yeah, I wouldn't have scanned my identification if it was, oh, let me just take a picture of it for Instagram. Right. Yeah, it's like a third-party, like, locked, mm-hmm. verified site. Like, it's not. Well, I don't think. I think those people are stupid and uploaded a picture. 
idea. I mean, it may be, but I don't know. But I I am like a weirdo, and so I won't ever do anything right away anyways. Like, I want to wait and see what the bugs are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Some I mean, I haven't had any bugs. That's good. Had more interactions. Totally. Though. That's good. That's yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, I do feel like it's hard to tell because my views go like this. Mm-hmm. But um, I do kind of feel like mine are down. I did think it was weird, though, because the podcast Instagram wasn't eligible for it when I went to go look. Because we're not a person. Mm. One of the things I saw is it said, and I saw you change yours, or they did. I don't know. But I had to change Jacob my Hunter name. Walden. Yeah, I had yeah. to change my name, but I can change it back now. I just didn't. Okay. Yet. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I mean, who knows? We'll see. We might not have enough followers on the podcast. That could be it. Maybe too. it's like a numbers thing and only. No, because I've seen people with like a couple hundred followers. Really? Yeah. I don't know. All in all, I think it's going to usher in some sort of change in social media, but that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I have a feeling I'm not going to like it. Or there people, enough people aren't going to like it that it's going to get taken away. Yeah. Isn't it kind of the same, like, that's what they did on Twitter, right? Like, you pay for your verification or whatever? They talked about it, but they never did it. And Oh, so then Facebook was like, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Exactly that. God damn you. Exactly that. Yeah. What's that guy's name again? I don't like him. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Zuck. You Zuck. I know. He does Zuck. Zuck and Zucker. <laughs> okay, so off of social media now. Mm-hmm. Um, seven hour color corrections. So this is in reference to a post that someone said... That in the beginning of their career, they focused more on, like, the amount of people that they had in their chair per day. Like, every 30 minutes, someone Mm -hmm. knew. They had been in the industry for a long time. That's how they were trained. That's how um, they thought – that's what they thought success looked like. Mm -hmm. But now that they've been in the industry for a long time, they're almost more likely to take a seven-hour color correction than – see 10 people in one day and only do one person and charge a high Mm -hmm. amount for that one person. Um, Thoughts. What are your thoughts? I want to hear your thoughts first, actually. I feel like it's, I did that Mm -hmm. whenever I first started at bombshells. You did what? I did the longer transformations Mm -hmm. with less people in a day. But what happens is you eventually, those people want to come back to you. And eventually you run out of people to correct and you're just doing maintaining maintaining your Mm -hmm. guests, which I guess the argument goes to say like, oh, that's when you can raise your prices. But I have what I feel like is my dream clientele right now Mm -hmm. because I created them all from color corrections. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to raise my prices and lose people yet. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I think. There are people that like to work in longer appointments. I mean, if I could be completely honest, like, my dream clientele would be doing one or two people like that Mm -hmm. a day. I do not operate like that right now (laughs) by any means. Right. Um, And I honestly am not sure if I ever will Mm -hmm. as a hairstylist. But 
If I was starting from scratch right now, I would probably absolutely brand myself as a transformation artist. So that way I would end up, I, the ideal thing would be to end up being like, like that Jack yeah, guy. Jack the, Martin. The Jack Martin, who's like the silver god. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I, his work is like. Outrageously like, good. I, there's a TikTok audio in my head right now, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like if that would be something, you know, or color and extensions or because, yeah, you're right. Like you're not. And then I would service a select number of these people as maintenance clients as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there would obviously be some maintenance in there. But I would rather take my time and be a super anal perfectionist with someone's hair than have to worry about who's coming in next. I'm not going to lie. I would. Mm -hmm. I work better that way. Like, if I'm not. So you're saying, like, no double book Yeah, would be your ideal situation? I can double book, absolutely, but it has to be maintenance. So, like, that's what I'm saying. If I could have my dream schedule, my dream clientele, I would have two or three days where I'm doing one client a day big ticket transformations and then two days where I'm doing my root touch-ups, my partial highlights, whatever, where I can and book people in Mm -hmm. for maintenance because you're right. You're, you eventually you correct the issue. Yeah. And now you don't have anything to transform because they're killing it. Maybe then they want to go light to dark or whatever and do a Mm -hmm. big change and then they end up in a transformation spot and then they go back to maintenance, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, I think that the beauty of this industry is that we can make our business exactly what we want to if we yeah. do it the right way. Um, I wish I had learned that like 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> you know? Um, well, because I feel like whenever, at least whenever I was in school, it was kind of like you take everything that sits in your chair. Mm-hmm. I still kind of feel that way, mm-hmm. especially when you're first building your business, but I think I feel that way because that was how I was trained to feel because now stylists are coming out of school saying, I only do highlights or I only do this, this, and this, and they're being extremely successful. Right. Well, and if you do, if you're good at what you do, then cool, it works for you. And the truth of the matter is clients don't really care if they have to go see one person for their haircut and one person for their color. Like unless they're hella busy and like, have a hard time getting in to begin with right people don't really mind so Mm -hmm. like if you're only gonna do partial highlights and toners and no haircuts more power to you baby if you can pay your bills cool if you can't we talked about this on a different episode where we were saying should you specialize right out of school oh yeah you know and most of us older stylists would say no you shouldn't because you should take everything that sits in your chair you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but if you are branding yourself right out of beauty school and you're doing it right this social media thing girl if it works for you do it exactly if it's not working for you and you have open space, then you better take whatever fills that space. You don't have to advertise it. You can still advertise the one blonding you did that day. That's what I was going to say is it goes to, like, how you market yourself mm-hmm. with it. Because, um, for example, Emily, my best friend, she was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. If I were looking at her social media before she came to work with us and – I would have thought that her entire clientele was Vivids. Yeah. But in reality, she has a lot of root retouches Mm -hmm. and highlights and regular 
schmegular hair. Yeah. That I was like, oh, wow. You just only advertise your vivids because one day that's, that's where she wants, wants to be. Exactly. Yeah. And so those are those seven hour transformations yeah. and they're seven hour, maybe not seven hours, but four or five, four or five yeah. longer appointments. Right. So, and those would be that every single time they come in. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost wondering if she's the person that wrote this, um, like post was saying like, that's just what she does. She has like clients with thicker hair mm-hmm. or she's doing every f- hair in a foil every time as their retouch. Yeah. That could be a possibility. I don't know who the heck is going to pay for seven hours worth of color correction every time they get their hair done, though. (laughs) I don't know either. I mean, some people just got money, I guess. I don't know. But. True. Anyway, uh, the next one, we have a couple. uh, We have a funny one, I think. And then the last two kind of tie together. The next one is the doctor's office. Okay. Um, So let me pull this up, actually, real quick. Okay, so this is a post that I found in the hairdresser advice group, and it's not really about anything. It's just a funny story. Okay. Okay. Um, so in the doctor's office, listening to the medical assistants talk crap about how they don't like going to their hair appointments and they don't like their hairdresser. One says, I just don't think it should take three hours to weave one color. Then continues on. <laughs> to say how she would probably just stand her up, but she needs her gray covered. And then there's like a face palm emoji. And she goes, they should know these rooms aren't soundproof. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a hairstylist in the room. A hairstylist is in the next room. and she. Oh my God, what it. if it was that lady's hairstylist? No, what if it was? <gasps> what if it was? I would have been hurt. But also like rude for the nurses. Like... Also that, yeah. Because sometimes it does take three hours to foil yeah, one it color. it does take three hours to foil one color. Especially if you need a toner and a blow dry, girl. Right. You know. I would say, yeah, like a full, if you have a full head of highlights with a toner, a haircut, and a Serious. style, that's about three hours. Right? Yeah. Two and a half, three hours, depending on Maybe how even four, especially the hair is, or the, the stylist, stylist is, is yeah. or how thick the hair is, you or know. Or how much the stylist stops and talks. Exactly. If they're pre-booked, or double booked, or not double booked, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that can add time. Do they have an assistant? I don't know. We don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I think it goes, I mean, I don't know how much those people pay for their hair, but it goes to, like, you get what you pay for. You don't, like, Mm -hmm. if a stylist has an assistant and they're really experienced, it's going to be really expensive, but Mm -hmm. you're probably going to get out pretty fast. Yeah, true. And you're probably going to be happy with it. Well, and I also just feel like um, if if you don't like your hairstylist, then... um go somewhere else yeah because if you don't like us we can probably pick up on it and then we don't like you and we don't like you (laughs) or we're just all uncomfortable and awkward for hours and it's just like um emily said something cool the other day and i liked how she said it she was like you know if i don't bring you joy and you know light up your soul then like don't come to me and make room for someone who does light up my soul or however she said it i just was like Yes, that part. Yeah, exactly. Because there's, there's plenty of people in this world that will come and sit in your chair and they will feed your like fill your cup mm-hmm. as much as you fill their cup. And I feel like the mentality of like doing people's hair, doing everyone's hair just because you want someone in your chair is kind of going out the window. And mm-hmm. I kind of like it. Yeah, I agree. 
Because before it was like you have to be a hairdresser for 30 years before you have your dream clientele. Mm -hmm. And like once you've been doing it as long as I have. I think as long as you just stay put for more than a year and a half in your life (laughs) in the same city. Yep. You're doing good. You're gold. Good as gold, baby. But yeah, so that was just a funny story that I thought was hilarious because like rude, but also... It's you, funny. Could you imagine overhearing that? I would have popped my head out and been like, then go find somebody else. <laughs> Here's my car. It's a perfect opportunity to give you a business card. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can get you out in an hour and a half. Right? Well, I think, I don't remember where I saw this or where I heard this. There's, uh, it's probably on TikTok. You can either have, there's three things in life you can have. You can have it good, you can have it fast, and you can have it cheap. cheap. You can only have two of, two of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't I've have heard, all three. That one's been around for a long time. I've yeah. heard that for a while. Um, but it's very true. It is very, very true. So our next one is curl cut. And you had, this is curl another cut. one from a hairdresser advice group. Is this the 4C? Yes. Time blowout one. Okay, yeah. Okay, so this is another one. It's a pricing question. Um, she says, I have a brand new client coming in today with 4C curl pattern. She says it's been years since her last cut, and she's been experiencing lots of breakage. She's coming in for shampoo, deep conditioner, blow dry, flat iron, and cut. Here's the question. I have a shampoo blow dry on my list for $20, and says prices will go up from there depending on the length and thickness for time purposes. With all the services I mentioned, without following, raising the blow-dry price, the total comes to $81. Shampoo, blow-dry, flat iron, women's cut. Is that a fair price? I blocked off two and a half hours because I've not seen or felt her hair, and I didn't want to run short on time. I know from my other naturally textured clients, a blow-dry can take a while. I'm just not 100% sure if that price is crazy or not. I... Would also like to note that we do not know the demographic of where this person is. Right. Um, Because that is important as far as pricing goes. But if her shampoo style is $20, that can give you, I would guesstimate her haircuts are around 30 Okay. Yeah. Maybe. You know? So here's my thoughts on it. I... Number one, it's not it's not just a shampoo style. She's getting a haircut, and she's getting a conditioning treatment. Right. Both of which take time. But she's saying she's charging a haircut, a shampoo style, and a flat iron. She's charging shampoo, blow dry, flat iron, cut. So in my mind, the shampoo, blow dry, and cut go together. Well, maybe... But it could be that she charges all a cart, maybe. You okay. know what I'm saying? So here's the thing. The question is about the texture of the hair and how to charge for a haircut when someone has tight 4C curls. Well, that's what I thought when I first read this. But after I read it a couple of times, I don't think so. I think it's that she feels like... Um, that she's asking if the price is too high. And if she's charging all a cart for each thing she's doing, then I don't think the price is too high. It's not, no. 
Because it's not just uh, somebody comes in, you blow dry them real quick and send them on their shampoo them and blow dry them. Right. You know, she's doing a deep conditioning treatment and a haircut and a, you know, flat iron. Mm -hmm. So. She's just asking, is she charging too much? Yeah. If that's the case, then no, I don't think you're charging too much. I don't think so either. But if it's because the client has naturally textured 4C hair, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Because it's in the question, I want to believe that it's relevant. Yes. So if that's the case, then I don't think you should be charging them any more than your haircut price. Unless you have a price for curly haircuts. Yes. Okay. So, like, I have a price for curly haircuts. Yeah. Um, and I think we talked about this the other day, too. Like, you have a shampoo style. Mm-hmm. You have an extension blowout, mm-hmm. and then you have a silk press. Mm-hmm. They're all three different. Mm-hmm. They all three take increasingly more time, mm-hmm. and they are increasingly more in price. Mm-hmm. That's just what that is. It's yeah. a price. Yeah. But if you don't have the stru- – I my suggestion would be, like, come up with a pricing structure yeah. that can be universal for everyone so that you're not having the question of, like, oh, okay, this client has – naturally textured 4C hair Mm -hmm. and they have to pay more because of that. And I agree. Because that's not right. Because, yeah, no, you can't be charging somebody more based on the texture of their hair. If you are doing additional services, absolutely charge for them. Yes. Um, I will say having worked with different densities of different textures of hair, there's no... There's no lie in saying there are certain people's hair that takes longer than others, regardless of the texture. It might be density. Mm -hmm. It might be length. It might be porosity. It might be whatever it might be. So, yes, you can have pricing like that. Or I have also worked in salons where it's like, this is your price for this much time. Right. And And if it goes over, this is how much you're going to pay per additional time. Because time is money. Yes. Right. And I'm not going to lie. $81 for two and a half hours of this chick's time. That's, that's only very much, you know. $40 and 50 cents an hour. Exactly. So, you know, but maybe that's good. For, for the demographic. demographic. Right. I have no idea. You know what I mean? And that's not necessarily what I'm saying. What I am saying is that if something takes more time, I don't think it's unreasonable to charge more for it. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have that built into your menu already with, like, different types of shampoo styles or whatever you want to call it, then maybe build it in with time. Yes. And that could be for a color add-on or whatever, too, you know, however it may be. Yeah, and I would would just say, like... Sorry. (laughs) No, it's cool. I would just say my advice would be, like, make sure that it's a structure that's universal Mm -hmm. and for everyone, and it doesn't exclude a group of people. Yes. Because I feel like, and like, we're the people to be talking about this, right? Right, But like, I feel like our industry has been so exclusive Mm -hmm. for like, no reason. Mm -hmm. Hair is hair is hair. Mm -hmm. You should learn every texture texture and type of hair in school. I agree. I mean, I just think you have to... As an industry, I see more and more people moving away from gendered pricing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, 
I think that these are things that are relevant to like talk about because there does need to be some sort of continuity and consistency and like uniformity. Yeah. Across the board when it comes to pricing. It just has to be clear cut. Yeah. And obvious and right up front. Agreed. Cool. And moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing is kind of on the same topic of trim versus a haircut. Mm-hmm. The way that the girl put it, I really liked. It was so eloquent. Yes. I really good. liked the way that she put it. So, and her, she said, she was like, I feel like hairstylists are constantly having the conversation of cut, trim, cut, trim. Same thing, right? Because they are pretty much. They yeah. If I'm going to shampoo, style, and trim your hair, to me, mm-hmm. that's the same thing as shampoo, styling, and cutting your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, however, she took a poll and asked her clients, mm-hmm. like, why do you feel that this should be the same as this or this? Like, what is your opinion of a trim? What is your opinion of a haircut? Yes. And a trim in their mind was a maintenance. They were not changing anything. There wasn't no structural change at all right and then a haircut and you've heard it said like that all the time mm-hmm. people say like i, w- I don't want a haircut i just want it trimmed just a trim yeah and i'm like well those are the same thing but uh a haircut would be more of a transformational cut mm-hmm. and her advice was to add it into your service caught your trims are now your haircut prices mm-hmm and then you have a transformation cut that costs more. Well, it does cost more. And what I liked about it is she was saying that, like, clients in their mind. I mean, because it, it is true, and I think this is valid. Like, if someone's coming in and I'm just trimming their ends, like, it's real quick. It takes me five minutes wet or dry. Like, it doesn't take a long time, you know? Right. If we're doing an eighth of an inch versus an inch, it doesn't really matter. When you're getting into longer lengths where you're completely changing the shape of somebody's hair or maybe doing a new look that they haven't done before, you want to really, really do a more intense consultation. You want to really evaluate the shape of the head. They might need help styling it because they don't know how to style it now. So I really liked that she said you're going to up your price based on the time, basically, it takes. Yeah. Um, and then you're not taking advantage of the client because they're getting a longer cold consultation and they're getting a style lesson. It takes more expertise for us to do a haircut like this. Like, yes, a trim is still a haircut. That takes a certain level of expertise, right? Right. But I, it takes less creativity and pulling from what I know. It's just me seeing what I've already done and, and maintaining it kind of thing. Yeah. You know? And after I, she explained it, I agree with her. Uh-huh. I do. I like it. I really do, too. At first, I was like, okay, where is she going with this? You know, the mm-hmm. first one. Well, and we say it all the time. Time is money, right? Mm-hmm. Time is money. So we've already trained our clients to believe that because something takes less time, it should be less expensive. Yes. So if our hair trims are taking us five, ten minutes, mm-hmm. in reality, that is what they take. Mm-hmm then why should they cost the same as a haircut that took us 20 minutes? Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be crazy about it, but like, 
Yeah, I mean, well, I'm talking time actually cutting the hair before yes. you pick up a brush and start Not the shampoo, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. this, not the that. Right. Just the cut. And again... This is another thing you hear us say all the time. It's, you know, just because I can do it in 20 minutes, it's only because I spent, I've spent the last 15 years getting to the point where I can do it in 20 minutes. Yes. You know, all that time in education in the past. So I think it's super valid. I think it's great. I think that she is awesome and is very well spoken. And this is put really, really eloquently. And like, I think it is a great opportunity. And I like, she said she had her, you know, Long, short, long, medium, or short, medium, long, and yep. then transformation. And you are, you're getting more time. You're getting more one-on-one. You're going to actually do a style lesson for that client because it's not just the same thing they do every day at home that they've been wearing for the last three years. Yeah. You know? Well, and it could be as simple as each transformation cut is $10 more, 15 mm-hmm. however, however X much, amount yeah. more, and you add into your system transformation because that's similar to how we do my curly cuts yeah we we as the system at least on like Mm -hmm. the back end it says um short medium long cut whichever one it is and then there's a curly (laughs) yeah there's a hunter's curl Mm -hmm. underneath it and it adds a certain amount to whichever one to make it it's just that price add-on yes it's a curly add-on so you would have a transformation Mm -hmm. add-on that's for your cuts. Yeah. And I do absolutely believe that it is the time and education gone into mm-hmm. it that takes that time. So that's why I like the what I like about it is that you're adding a service and you're not taking away from what you're already doing. Yeah. Because your trims now are your regular haircut prices. And yes. then you have a transformation cut that costs more. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I, I love the I way that she great. put it. I think it's great. Um, and I think honestly, like for clients to hear it too, like it's really a great point. I loved how she was like, I think we've actually been on the same page for a long time. It's just never been like put into words like this, you know? And it's true. Cause I do think, I think clients will see the validity in it. They'll appreciate the extra value they get from it. I think it's a great option. And I agree. Mm-hmm. And that's all we have. Yeah. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Break Room Banter. Um, if you'd like to follow us on all of our social media journeys, I am at Herrick's Hunter on all the things. I am Erica the Redhead on all the things. And our podcast is at Break Room Banter Pod on all the things. We also have a Patreon. It's www.patreon.com forward slash Break Room Banter Pod. And it's a $5 donation every month to support our little podcast. Um, And until next time, always remember, you always have a seat at our table. Bye.